Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. This message is chapter 4, verse 14 through 30, Heal Thyself. This section ends with to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Literally, this is the time of God's favor upon the world. In your sight. He says this in his hometown. They're all in attendance. They're all excited. What does Jesus have to say to us? This is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the time of God's favor. You guys are witnessing what everybody's been praying for and waiting for. What's interesting is Jesus, he leaves out part of the verse. He didn't finish the reading. Because the very next thing he says, the very next thing this verse says in Isaiah 62, 2, part B, is, and the day of vengeance of our God. There's a comma. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the second part of his ministry, the day of vengeance of our God. You'd be interested to know that there are 24 places in the Old Testament where there is just a comma that are separating us from the blessing of the gospel and the judgment and wrath of God. A comma. So far, that comma has been 2,000 years. Do you think that comma is getting a little thin? We're getting close. If you've been watching the news, first of all, you just need to repent. But if you've been watching the news, you're like, oh my goodness, we are getting close. Can you believe what's happened in the world just in the last year, two years? It's unbelievable. And, and we're, we're seeing, you know, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, things, you know, all these things are happening. And as we look at them, I don't think that we're in the birth pains yet, but I think that we're in the Braxton Hicks. I think we're right there. So we have to be keeping our eyes focused because we live in a time where we are closer to the coming of the Lord than ever before. And tomorrow will be even closer. And the next day will be even closer if the Lord doesn't come back. And so we need to keep our our attention on what's happening because he's going to come as a snare to every single person who dwells upon the face of the earth, but to his bride, he's going to be coming as a groom. And for those who love his appearing, they're not going to be ashamed at his appearing. And so we as Christians have to keep our focus on Jesus and his return. He's coming back at any time. He tells them, this is the first part of it. This is what I've come to do, to heal you, to save you. But I'm also going to come back to judge the world in righteousness, and that is coming soon to a theater near you. So they liked his sermon. He didn't get into the heavy stuff. It says, verse 22, So they bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth, and they said, Is this not Joseph's son? Now I put that inflection in there because that's their attitude. It's, it's actually their response was mixed. Isn't it wonderful? Great sermon. But wait a minute. Isn't this Joseph's son? Matthew tells us actually what they were whispering amongst themselves in a little bit more detail. Matthew chapter 13, verse 
54 through 57. He says, when he'd come to his own country and taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? So they saw some things, right? They, they witnessed some things. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? See, they're there in the, in the room. Where did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. Wait a minute. Doesn't he come from that family? They're not anybody. They don't sit in the chief seats in the synagogue. They're not important. Isn't this the carpenter's son? And isn't there a cloud over this whole situation? Yeah, isn't he the carpenter's son? Because we know that story. Before they were even officially married, before the during the betrothal, she ends up pregnant. A lot of whispering, whose son is this guy really? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of of questions about this. They thought to themselves, they don't carry any weight in this synagogue. Now we'll find out that they knew that he did work miracles and, and they wanted to see it for themselves. They wanted to see it. In fact, this is, and, and maybe, maybe you've even thought this yourself. If I see it myself, then I'll believe. That's kind of what they're saying. If I can see you do something myself, then I'll believe. If you just do this, God, then I'll believe in you. If you just show me this sign or move that leaf or, or do something, you know what I mean? Sometimes we say stupid things, you know. If you'll just do this, then I'll believe. But that, that's not what Jesus is looking for. They should have seen the fruit of Jesus' life as he grew up amongst them. And this, this family, Mary and Joseph and their children, Mary, Mary was there. Jesus would later say, wisdom is justified by all her children. In other words, the proof is in the pudding. It's because of this attitude Matthew tells us in, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 50, 58. Now he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Well, that's interesting. And, and when I read that, I have to look at my own life. You know, is God doing mighty works in my life? Or am I living a life of mostly unbelief? Am I experiencing the blessings and the leading and the Spirit of God in my life? Or is He not doing much in my life because I really don't trust Him? How do we remedy that? How do we remedy this lack of trust? Well, the Bible says, first of all, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's important to know. But also, Jesus says to us, or God says to us, if you will draw near to me, then I will draw near to you. And, and I think that as, as a Christian, I have to understand that blessing comes when I draw close to the Lord and when I learn to trust Him. As, as Keith Green used to sing, it's dust to dust until we learn how to trust. And sometimes we wander away. Sometimes we aren't focused on God. Sometimes we get lost and we don't think about what God wants or what God is doing. And, and we just kind of live our lives just like everybody else. We live our lives like the world, the, the world that's, that's heading on the broad road to destruction. And so I have to ask myself, am, am I really drawing close to the Lord? Is that how I spend my time? Is that how I, I live my life? Or am I just living 
like everyone else. These guys, they were, they were looking for something more. They were looking for Jesus to do something miraculous, but he wasn't doing anything because of their unbelief. In verse 23, he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum also do in your own country. This shows their motive. They were thinking, if, if you're the Messiah, do miracles we heard you do in Capernaum. Do those miracles here. In other words, hey, physician, heal your own people, not just those over in Capernaum and other places. And if you do that, then we'll believe. This is not the attitude of the gospel, is it? What's the attitude of the gospel? Do for others. Bless others. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Don't consider your own life. But think of what you could do for other people. And now it's not talking about social justice or anything like that. It's not talking about, you know, just feeding the poor and helping the needy. It's about seeking the kingdom of God. And God leads us to do, sometimes he does lead us to do those specific things. But it's really about seeking his kingdom first and allowing his life to flow through us. And then we do things based on what he does by the power of his spirit. And not just trying to, you know, feel good about myself because I did a lot of good, good works in the needy communities. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then he will take care of you. When we lay our, doubt, our lives down for others, God takes care of us. Verse 24, it says, Then he said, Assuredly, I will say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Like the old saying goes, familiarity breeds contempt. How often do you try to reach to your family? Anybody ever experienced that? You have unsafe family, and you try to go you know, and talk to them about the Lord, and it's just like they don't want to have any, any part of it. They don't want to hear from you. Reinhard Bonnke experienced that as a kid. You know, his pa- his parents were saved, but he told his dad, "You know, I I feel like I'm led to be. I'm supposed to be an evangelist. I'm supposed to be in the in the ministry." And his dad's like, "No, no, not you. You're a troublemaker. It's going to be your brother, your older brother." And it wasn't until his dad was old, like really old, that he would travel to Africa and attend one of his crusades in Nigeria where five million people made a decision for Christ on that one crusade. Can you imagine that? If you watch the videos of Reinhard Bonnke's crusades, there are multiplied millions of people. Like the camera pans and it goes for miles and miles and miles and there's just a sea of people. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.